Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With over 400 celebrity interviews and tons of pop culture nerdiness, Too Opinionated is a safe haven for your inner geek. Find us at MeisterCon.com or on YouTube under MeisterCon Pod. And please subscribe. It would really help us out. Thanks, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Two Opinionated where today I'm joined by actor Chris Browning. Welcome, hey, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've already kind of shot our wad. We've been talking for 15 minutes. I know. Minutes. We I talked got, for I, 20 minutes, and I was like, I should be recording this. <laughs> that, was my, that was my best shit. It's down t- downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we spent the majority of time talking uh, baseball. Did you happen to catch the uh, Reds-Braves game today? I did not. Yeah, thirteen innings. Oh, and it was one nothing. I saw one nothing. Yeah, yes. And wow. I'm a Reds fan, so I was I was disappointed. But they they left something like fifteen runners on base throughout the game. So it was the, the Reds play. did. The Reds did. Stranded thirteen. You said something like that. Yeah, it oh, was. Wow. They had they had the bases loaded. I think in three different innings with one out, couldn't score it. Terrible. Oh, well. But now Trevor Bauer, twelve strikeouts and in seven innings or so. He was. What's the poor guy got to do? I like Trevor. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, yeah. He's, what is his self, self-proclaimed geek, right? A nerd. Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's smart. Smart as hell. He's frighteningly smart. He's fr- yeah, he is. He's yeah. very smart. Are you, uh, you a Dodgers fan? I am. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I didn't used to be, uh, I, you know, I kind of walked away from baseball. I was a, grew up in like uh, in Western Pennsylvania, Stonebro, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. 800 people going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like one, <laughs> one person. I'll, I'll tell them all and one will come. The uh, Pittsburgh Pirates were the thing back there, you know, and, and uh, oh, yeah. about an hour and a half north of Pittsburgh and, it was a great time to be a, a, a sports fan in Western Pennsylvania because we had the Steelers and we had the Pirates. Yep. And we even we even uh, we even had the Penguins. I mean, we won we won all three that's, one year. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty really cool. good. That's that's we, pretty. That is pretty cool. Win the World yeah. Series, the Stanley Cup, and the Super Bowl in the same year. Not that's, bad. So yeah. you were. Uh, there for the let's see we are family the willie stargell and dave parker oh, oh yeah yeah that's when it was i got there i moved there in 75 and that's when the steelers started winning so i think it was yeah. because i moved there yeah i think that was probably the key that was that, it uh, they don't talk about that but look it up that's you know their their triple a team for pittsburgh uh, pirates was in charleston it was the uh, oh Charleston, West Virginia was their triple A team. So we saw a lot of those players 
coming through. You know, Dave Parker was probably the best one, but those came through. But I was a Reds fan. I started watching baseball in 75, so it's hard not to be a well, Reds yeah, fan that, with that team. Yeah. The red machine. That's kind yeah. of that was my high school. I mean, my uh, my little league team was the Reds, and yeah. it was a perfect year to be the Reds fan because they had just won the World Series. And did you have a favorite player on the Reds? On John anything? Bench. Yeah, just growing up, or just growing. Well, up. I you know my my I always worked on my Willie Stargell swing because he was yeah. a big a big left handed power hitter, and that's what yeah. I was, and and uh, and he was just a class act, you know. Yeah, he was awesome. I liked being, I liked pretending to be Willie Stargell. Yeah, I was, I was Joe life. Morgan. Mine was, uh, he had yeah. that little arm, that little arm flap. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it? Did you get up there and do I that? I tried, yeah. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like him, though. <laughs> yeah. I did that thing that, that Willie did. Where you yeah. Did that. <laughs> yeah, and when you're younger, you think that helps you, but. Yeah, well, and so it yeah. does. Yeah, well, that's right, yeah. It yeah, does, it probably it does. does. Yeah. Gives you confidence. Uh-huh. Now, my dad's a, a Dodger fan, but he started with the Brooklyn Dodgers and then just kind of followed them to, uh, you know, to L.A. So, well, yeah, of course. You know, well, that was a, uh, that's what I started to say is after after high school, um, you know, I I went on a you know just about a twenty year stretch there where I didn't I didn't follow baseball at all, and I didn't I knew so little. I think looking back on it, it's like how did I do so well in high school <laughs> without knowing how the game is played like right. I, didn't, I didn't know any of the nuances nobody our, we were small town we had one baseball coach for the whole team and we didn't have time to, to learn shit. <laughs> and, and 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 we had i did not know to look for certain pitches and certain counts and things right. like that i just didn't know it and and i didn't know how to keep my hands in and, and go inside out i didn't i didn't know I didn't know any. I swung arms extended the whole time, so I either hit a home run or broke my bat. You know, and <laughs> and, and it just I it was so little I knew about the sport, and and uh, so then watching it is really boring if you do, if it's like the guy's throwing the ball and the guy's swinging at the ball and and that's all you know about the game. It's right. boring. That's really exactly boring. right. Yep. So you try to convince somebody else if you got a girlfriend or something. It's like this is boring, and you if they're not willing to learn the game. It's always going to be boring. That's you know? right. But then when you get get them to just get them to bite on it a little bit, like and just get them to, you know, you've 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 made it. When when they say uh, something like, "Well, do you think he's gonna? Will he throw a curveball in the dirt right now when that guy on first wants to kill?" <laughs> I'm like, "There you go, there you go. Yeah. Maybe probably not. Probably not. Probably come at him with the high cheese." And, and, you know, and then there's the high fastball and, and, and it's like, wow, I, I saw why. And I knew, and then you're hooked, but that's right. um, Yeah. So, so I didn't have, I had like 20 years where I didn't follow the game and I was in Taos, New Mexico and I was working at this treatment center and uh, they had a baseball team and I learned about the men's adult ball league and, and Taos, New Mexico had four teams. So, they just had two games every Saturday, these, you know, and it's just those four teams played each other. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, we, and these guys had a team and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in, you know, mostly it was guys in the treatment center, you know, cause it was a nine yeah. month program. And, but the coat, the couple of the staff and, and three of us in the, on the staff and, and the rest were, were uh, clients of the of rehab. And so we had this bad news bears kind of team, you know, that these guys, <laughs> 
it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. And, and some guys just had some natural talent and some guys did, but everybody played and, and, and I got back into baseball again and, it, and, yeah. and I was, you know, a fanatic and my, my wife, Sarah, um, well, she wasn't my wife, but, um, I met her in Taos. This was in 2004. She, her dad, she was from Chicago and her dad had season tickets Comiskey, you know, in the nineties, oh, since 92. Nice. And, and so then he, he was at USO and, and we'd go back there for, for, uh, for vacation and stuff during the summer and i just yeah. i get to see a dozen games we'd schedule it around a homestand yeah, that's awesome. so we could go to the go to the white Sox games and and i got into it so i was i was really into the white Sox and paul canerco and and you know he was you know the on that team that i really he was liked. a former and red he was a dodger too he came up yeah. as a dodger he was a, he was a catcher yeah and he he was a he was a red. That's right. Not for long. That's right. He was <laughs> not for long. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's you wonder how these guys how what happens, but they they end up where they end up in the World Series. You know, yeah. so he so that good. year, two thousand five, they won the World Series, and my Steelers won the Super Bowl. So I decided this yeah, was here. a match made in heaven, That's and right. we got married. <laughs> <laughs> and that. <laughs> and, and I just was a Sox guy. And then when I came to LA in 2010, um, I, I still watched the White Sox because I was still with with my girl's mom, Sarah. But then we split it and there went my White Sox games. And and it was like, well, the Dodgers are here or the, or the Angels and I'm going to be a Dodger fan. And I'm just, I'm geek about the Dodgers now. I know. Yeah. I, and I used, and when I lived in Mexico, their isotopes that's their triple a team yeah albuquerque so so you know well, it makes sense yeah yeah makes sense what about uh what about yeah. fantasy baseball you in any leagues no no i gotta i gotta i kind of stay away from things because that that can be addictive yeah i got you yeah you know like i i don't play video games uh i don't yeah. i don't join i don't do that either because, yeah. because i it will suck my life in. Yeah. And, and I'm just, cause I'm an addict. I'm, you know, I'm in, in recovery and, and, yeah. and you know, you, you let me do anything twice and I'm addicted to it. <laughs> you know, I, no, I, I totally just, get that. I, I avoid video games for that very reason. Cause I know I'll get into them and they'll, it'll be in, but I do, I do. I've, I've played on a fantasy baseball team, same 16 team league. We got full minor league teams, 20 years we've been playing. So I, that one I've, I've stuck with you know and the majority of those owners have played the entire 20 years so we just just been playing uh, so how how much of it slot of your life does it get it it takes up a little time it takes up it takes up a little time thanks but i've won two years in there, row, so. there, oh but it's yeah. all worth it that's right now, those so years how, that i don't win though not worth it <laughs> Every yeah. year when I don't win, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And then spring rolls around, and there I am. And you have the fever. <laughs> so, so you have you have a family. Yes. You have you have a, uh, how many kids? I've got four kids, three uh, grandkids. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm loaded really? up now. All the grandkids are yeah. 15 months and younger. They're they're fairly new. It all happen at once. Huh? That's right. All happen at once. 15. Wow. Well, um, see, that's the thing. I like, I, I really, 
I love I love being a dad. Isn't it great? Yeah, you know, awesome. I just think it's it's it's. But you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. I mean, you got you know my kids. My kids are eleven, nine, and two and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And That's pretty. So you're at some fun ages there, but but I'll tell you, grandparents even better because you can send them home. Yeah. You can do all the fun yeah. stuff and then send them home. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not with either. That's two different wives, and I'm with neither of them. Um, oh, okay, so, okay. So you uh, get some breaks I'm, in there. I'm a half time. Half yeah, yeah, parent, yeah. Which is a great deal because it's not bad. It's time for them. They're ready to go back to mom. I'm. It's been three or four days. Yeah, go on to mom's, and then three or four days later, I'm like, get back here so I that's can right. be super that's dad. Right. You know. And so they get the best. It's a good deal yeah. for That's everybody. Not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I've, I've been through that. We've, uh, my wife and I have both been divorced. We get along great with the, with the exes and we had grown up, you know, when the kids were growing up, we did that. We just traded them back and forth and it was not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad, <laughs> it's not a bad cause y'all can, y'all can do stuff too. That's right. You yeah. Know, we got time like, to ourselves. You know, it's like, Hey, we got three days off this week or whatever. Yeah. What do you do? And then when the kids come, you can actually concentrate on the kids, and it's it's not bad. You yeah, know, the burnout unless you doesn't get, happen unless you get caught up in a fantasy baseball. Or like well, that. you know that stuff happens. I can't I can't be held responsible. <laughs> 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 they had the option to play with me. They didn't choose it. <laughs> hey, that's on them. That's, that's on, on them. them. I did what I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Chris, let's start. Let's start. We started with baseball. Let's start. Let's start here. Um, how yeah, how did are, you I always like to hear how did you get into the entertainment business because that's not an easy business to break into. Well, I followed this girl into a building and she turned out to be an acting class. Really? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, I was going to say I've heard this story before. <laughs> oh, you I did listen the, to that Lou uh, Lou Temple interview. I, I listened to my Lou my Lou buddy. Hey Lou, how you doing, man? let's just talk about lou for a second and then i'll get to this so lou i don't even remember how he and i knew each other we'd probably just from seeing each other at auditions and stuff yeah. and we'd, we'd said hey man i saw you in that thing with denzel or whatever and 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 you know just giving props and i don't remember how how it happened we do have maybe it was through my buddy ronnie gene blevins might might be because i know the three us or 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 uh or maybe through jake um uh, i don't know we just know each other and yeah and we were doing we were doing a, a, a short film to promote kind of a sizzle on this tv pilot i wrote called antebellum that's about this group of ragtag group that's kind of trying to navigate their way through pre-civil war america kind of trying Ooh. to figure out what side of the yeah. fence they want to be on Music I probably stuff, like that. You know? Yeah, it's great, and it's it's gritty and it's violent, but it's funny and and you know it's 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 kind of got a Breaking Bad vibe to it because it's gruesome sometimes. It's a high body yeah. count, but it's also sometimes it's just hilarious. You know? Yeah. There's like like Breaking Bad, a lot of really funny moments in it. It did. It did. absolutely um, did. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that. Only you know. War. Anyway, um, we asked, I asked Lou, I sent him over, we, we were just, and it was kind of a lazy move on my part. I said, I just, let's just shoot the first 10 pages of the pilot. 
And these guys, these investors said, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Totally lazy move. I mean, some people say that's good because you just really want to, you want people to go, what happens next? And you want to see the, 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 the tone of it. If you would have cut together a, a, a like a sizzle or a, a trailer that would have had, you know, that you wouldn't have been able to know the pace and that's right. the tone of it. You know, this is like stepping into that world for 12 minutes and seeing, <laughs> how, how, you know, that's the justification that we're, <laughs> we're giving it. But I don't know. I don't know. But, but Lou said he would do it. And uh, so I, I sent him the little the script and he said he'd do it. And, you know, this is a, a film. There's no, no real money in it. I think you get it like a hundred bucks or something. Right. Yeah. So, so he said, he said he'd do it. And then they, they, we got the, it was going to be a two day shoot and we get the thing and uh, we, we get the shooting schedule and all loose stuff is the sec on day two. Well, somebody invited him on day one and I didn't even know he was there, but sitting cool in his heels in his trailer, like all day and oh, man. out in the <laughs> desert. Yeah. And I didn't even know he was there and he left and they, they said, oh, sorry, we're not going to, he was pissed. And I, and I had to call him up and say, Lou, buddy, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know they called you. I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have told them not to call you. I knew that we're not going to get to you today. And you know, these guys are, you know, not every, it's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the group of people you get when you're shooting short, you know, it's not, right. you know, there's people make mistakes. And anyway, I got him to come back the next day and it was <laughs> great. It was great. I'm so glad he, he stayed with us because he did, he, he had to be this, this, this cowboy that was like insane from syphilis and, 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 you know, just in this dream state of, of infection and near death and, and uh, kind of taking himself out, going into this, into this whorehouse thing to have a, give himself a, a send off, you know, it was, it was, it could only be done by Lou, you know, it was just, it was just perfect what he did. And uh, so Lou, again, buddy, thanks for, thanks for doing that, man. So that's oh, my Yeah, list. Lou's terrific. Yeah, he's, we're, we're big fans of, of Lou. Wait, so where can we know watch through. this movie? But it hasn't been made. It's, it's, it's got, it's a pilot and uh, we got to make it. Yeah. We had Jason Momoa attached to it for a minute. He wanted to be a part of it. And there wasn't even anything for him in the pilot. He just said, I want to be in this world. So I added this uh, half Creole, half Native American Heck yeah. who grew up in a whorehouse of New Orleans. And, <laughs> and he's not, he doesn't know anything about Indian stuff. You know, he, he, outside, he doesn't know. He can't build a fire, you know, and he's this big beast of a man who can't fight. He doesn't know how to fight. He doesn't know how to do anything. So it was really kind of a funny character. And, uh, and he loved it. And then he, then he had this, this little project called Aquaman come along and ruin it for all of us. So. And, come on, Jason. Uh, I'm like, Dude, you should have passed on that because, you know, you're already committed to this. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, you, you gotta get you that made. That. that sounds awesome. It's good. It's got some more traction right now. It's good. it's hooked up with a couple of guys at, at uh industry entertainment. These these guys are like Keith Addison and Mike Abrams that are that are like players. These yeah. Guys that get 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 shit made. So um <clears throat> Harry Hamlin brought it to them and and 
we got Michael Jai White attached to it. And, oh, wow. And Spawn. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Spawn. Um, he's, <laughs> he and I, go, he and I have been really good friends. He, Michael Jai White comes out to the house sometimes and he's, he and I did a, uh, we worked together on a little movie in, in, in Baton Rouge. I was doing a little movie called Philly Kid. This is probably like eight years ago. And, and uh, Mike was, was in Baton Rouge doing prep for like, I don't know, Universal Soldier 12 or something, right? right? right. He, was, he, was, he, was in, he was in town for that and, and producers heard about it and said, hey, can you come over and do a cameo on our, on our little movie over here? And they got a deal and, and he came over and I got to meet him and, and we exchanged numbers and stuff, but we never really talked. And then I, then I ran into him five years later this is still a couple of years ago at the premiere of uh shot collar a prison movie that i was in yeah and uh and you know that movie There's i do know that movie <laughs> rick wa rick wa uh wrote, rick wa. directed that he wrote he he did a he's a this, the wa family uh scotty wa and the you know dad and granddad and they're all big stunt family hollywood royalty in the stunt stunt business yeah. and Anyway, um, Rick Watt wrote and directed a movie called Felon about 10 years ago with Al Kilmer and Stephen Dorff and yeah. Sam Shepard, a cool little prison movie. And I'm, it is, that, that one actually is. I, I, I love Val Kilmer, so that was... Uh, I love I like it better than Shot Caller. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. You were great in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was, I was supposed to be the public defender. That's what they brought me in for. Really? Yeah, that's a cool story too. If you remember what we were talking about, I'll come. I'll I'll segue into that for a minute. But don't yeah, ask yeah. me to remember. I'll get I you was. back on track. You just keep okay. going. because <laughs> because well, I love this story because it's 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 what it's what created my friendship was with Rick Waugh. He he uh, he he. They called me in to to read for the public defender, and it, you know it was a lot of talk, but it was all it was all public defender talk. You know there wasn't a character arc or anything you know right. it was just a fucking it was exposition it was to tell the audience what the hero's up against right <laughs> and and uh there wasn't much i could do with it but i went in in a shirt and tie and all combed and cleaned up and shaved and and uh and did it and and rick and i chatted and stuff and and he uh he and i got along great and he's like you know i think you're, you're gonna be in this movie I, I, and they never tell you that you know right and uh so I I talked to to Angelique uh, Mid Thunder, who was the, the casting director, and I said I, I I she's a friend of mine, so I reached out to her and I said, hey, what about this Danny Sampson character? You, you know, are they going to bring yeah. bring because I was living in Taos, New Mexico, and this was a local right. hire, and I said, are they bringing that that guy from Los Angeles? It's a, not as not a big part, but right. Everyone in the everyone in the movie says Danny Sampson's name, so it feels like a big part. Right. You know? He's in three or four scenes, and that's it. But everyone's talking about Danny Sampson, the head of the Brotherhood, and you know he's a sleeper, and they they can't validate him. And you know anyway, so she gets back to me. She says Rick says that you can read for it tomorrow uh, at awesome or whatever. And he said just he, he told me to tell you not to get your hopes up because he doesn't see. <laughs> He doesn't see you on that side of the bars is what is what he said but he didn't know that how much time i've spent on that side of that's the right bars. you know i've 
been busted 20 times. I spent three years of my life behind bars studying those guys, you know, as a drug addict, right? And and a petty thief. And so I saw those guys. What makes a thief a petty thief? How how big do you have to the go? Amount. You, yeah, how how big you have to go before you well, get rid of the petty? A thousand bucks. That's not very big. That's not it's very not big. that big. You know, no, they, they can big. hit you with a felony. Hit you with a felony at a thousand thousand dollars. But yes. also, if you've been convicted of petty theft before, you can be charged with a felony code six six six. That's telling. Um, yeah, it is. Which, which is petty with a prior petty yeah. with a prior can be can become a felony and they can and they can get to prison for your second petty theft i got five of them and never got the never caught the felony but um anyway so i went to my friend <clears throat> katie De- do it who, who's the makeup artist in, uh, in new mexico and she she put me put yeah, I went by and saw her and she put a big mustache on me and slicked me back and made me all pale <laughs> and I put on a wife wife beater and I and I got all pumped up and and I was sitting in the hallway and I saw Rick go by and I was like, Rick, how you doing? And and he's like, Oh hey man, like playing it off like he knew who it was and he had no idea. And I just talked to him like the day before for thirty <laughs> minutes and but I looked completely different. That's awesome. So yeah, so I went in and I I did the Danny Sampson thing, and he said he goes, "Wow, man, I uh, I was wrong. You're Danny Sampson," <laughs> and he hired, hired me right on the sp- And oh, then and then for the movie, yeah, and he got to be he got to be uh, you know we got to be friends, and uh, he he had twins coming, we had twins coming, and and he was he he was really helpful about that, and and you know got to be good friends, and then and shot caller came along and it's it's you know how there's the the existing shot caller who eventually <clears throat> gets taken down and replaced right. by the hero right yeah right he wrote the original the original shot caller the guy they called the beast he wrote yeah. that for me he oh. wrote for me and i came in and read for it he goes that's exactly what i had in mind that's perfect and in the end producers wouldn't let me have it because they didn't have the Twitter followers or whatever so yeah. Gosh. So he, I hate that so the part I ended up, oh yeah, it's, it's all a, a, you know, there's a con, for, formula for that shit. And anyway, yeah. I didn't have it. So, <clears throat> so here's what Rick Waugh does. He wrote the Redwood character that I ended up playing. Yeah. Wrote it into the movie just, just to keep me in the movie. He oh, added that character. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So that's who, that's, that's who Rick Waugh was. In, in his, yeah. Yeah. In fact, he brought me to to Bulgaria to do one scene in Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler, just yeah. to throw me just to throw me a bone. Just you know, like, yeah, hey, man, I got this yeah, that's awesome. Do it. They would never normally bring a guy from Los Angeles to Bulgaria to, to do one scene, yeah, right? You know, unless it's <laughs> unless it's a star, you know, or something. Yeah, that's that's true, Rick. Yeah, he hooked me up. He's a good guy. Really good yeah. guy. Yeah. But seeing I've forgotten what, what we were talking about. Well, I was asking just just yeah, yeah, because they're great stories. I, I was just asking <laughs> how you got into the entertainment business. You know, what made you want to be an actor? That's a good story too, because it was kind of an accident thing. Um, yeah. 
I didn't, uh, I, I never thought I'd be an actor. There's no way because I was very shy. Um, I was always like the new guy. And, you know, um, by the time I got to Pennsylvania, that was like my 10th school. So oh wow, I just, it was just always <clears throat> really self-conscious and, and just never thought I was kind of a class clown, but I, I the idea of having to get up and make a, make a speech in front of the, the school for student council president or something right. was terrifying. And I never, I always said, Nope, I'm not, you know, no way. <laughs> um, and so um, I wanted to be a screenwriter though. And, and I was working in this warehouse and uh, up in Reno and my, my, I was born in Tahoe. So my dad always lived in Reno and or, or Tahoe. And I was out there after college, bumming around partying yeah. a lot and working in a warehouse and uh and i was telling a guy i worked with that i wanted to get in write screenplays and he's like oh i had a friend that got into that um he went to a school called the american academy of dramatic arts and i said oh okay well <laughs> okay. i'll go there yeah and so i went there and i was i was uh i was all enrolled i i you know well the first time i tried to go i uh it should have been a clue that i had to do on had to do two monologues to get into the school you know? <laughs> and it just didn't it didn't even you know because i'm I, I never once went well i'm going to be a screenwriter they want me to do a monologue right you know? and didn't didn't even occur to me <laughs> and i did terrible i did such bad monologues i didn't know what a monologue was i knew nothing about acting right and and I thought they were grading me on my memorization skills. I got a hundred out of a hundred. I didn't miss a comma. I got every word. And, and, and I stood there. I remember just standing there reciting these words like, like a speech. Like I just like boom, boom, boom. And, and done. Nailed it. You know, and it's these, and it, and it was these, these, you know, heavy monologues. One was a, I had to do a drama and I had to do a comedy and, just stood there and said them. It was so bad. <laughs> and she wouldn't let me. She said, no, you're not ready. And told me to go to some workshops and try again next year. So I went back to Reno. And, and uh, um, then they called me. I was back. I'd, moved, I'd left my apartment and everything and, and was living in my dad's house in his basement. And, and, and they called like three days before school started and said, hey, an opening, I want to give you a shot, and so I went back down there, threw everything in my, and I had a '77 Jimmy, and I threw everything in that, and put my bed, tied my bed to the to the roof, and drove down there, down to it was in Pasadena at the time, and uh, <laughs> and and I didn't, I was, I got in there, and I, I remember talking to the to the director and saying, you know, I I, I want to focus primarily on screenwriting, you know, and yeah. she was like the fuck are you talking about this is, this is a theater school what are you, what are you doing? here's your here's your schedule focus on this it's the same as everybody here's your schedule and you're going to be doing stage combat and voice and speech and vocal production and movement and shakespeare and <clears throat> all things for acting on the stage and i was terrified terrified sure and the first the first few days of school, I didn't have a place to live. I slept in the parking lot of the school up on my roof because that's where my bed was. I slept there like Snoopy. <laughs> and then I'd wake up, <coughs> I'd wake up, you know, dawn, and I'd go into the school and 
clean up and, you know, and, and that's how I did school for the first few days. So I kept awesome. looking for an apartment. Yeah. That's amazing. I was terrified. I was so terrified. And you I made it though. And I made it. They, they, you have to be invited back second year and they only take a quarter students back. And I got, by the time the end of the first year, I picked up enough where they saw something and, and they invited me back for second year, but it, it was all, you know, aside from doing like scene studies in class and, and things like that, I hadn't really been on a stage in front of a bunch of people before, right. you know, and at the end of the year, they have exa exam plays and they fill this, they had a couple of big theaters and, and they fill up these, these theaters and, and they do, there's two plays. They either give you two medium sized roles or they give you like a lead and then a, a little bit part on the other one. And, and I had this little part in one, but I had John Proctor in the Crucible and oh, the other one. That's a big part. It's <laughs> a big part. And, and, and I did that and, and I was so, so, so nervous. And, and then something happened. It was like, you know, in football, you're so nervous until that first hit, you know? And, right. And then it's on. You're just in that, you're in that mode for the rest of the game, you know? And it was kind of like that. So once I got up there and started doing it, I got out of me and all the fear and, and just like, you know, be this guy. If, it, if you're this guy and he trips on the furniture, too bad for him. You know? That's right. I want to be. I don't want to, I want to hide in the character because I don't want to be up there tripping on shit in front of these people. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you you're know, a and gamer. I, and I'd always, yeah, I'd, well, I'd always, <laughs> always heard about these things. I'd cling to these little tidbits like, oh yeah, uh, I remember hearing that, that Richard Dreyfus is, was so nervous and so uncomfortable about doing something like The Tonight Show that he right. would throw up. He would just puke <laughs> because he can go, he can do anything as an actor but to go out and be Richard Dreyfus was terrifying to him. And that, that makes so much sense to me. And yep, I get and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still to this day, it's, 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 I get more nervous about doing this than I do being on a set. I get you know? that. I, I've always heard that a, a lot of actors are introverts. So mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of get that, you know, if you have to be yourself and you're kind of an introvert, I, I could see where that would, would be kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd see like, I mean, there's, you know, obviously people like, like Robin Williams, you don't even know, like if you, he had a character that he played in life, you know, he, right. would, he was at a party. He's just at the party being crazy and wild and, you know, improvising and making people laugh all day long but that's not who he was but that's right. the character he became just to go through life you know like yeah he, yeah he was probably pretty shy but he had to be on all the time all the know? time yeah 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 that's kind of tragic uh the, the way uh that worked out because obviously he had a lot going on that you know nobody really knew yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like well you know why because he's being you know he's that crying on the inside clown and yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's like I, I wonder, I always wondered, like, what does he talk about? Like, when he's just, you know, at home, just does he have anybody that he's just like, hey, good morning, you know, does he ever yeah. see, do that or does he go, whoa, you know, to everybody? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got the feeling he was on all the time. Yeah, 
all the yeah. time. Yeah. Not, so, mm. so you've been in some really big movies. You know, I'm, I, I'm nerdy, but I love westerns. And yeah. Got to be in Three Ten to Yuma, which was a great movie the first time around, and then they remade it, and it was still awesome. So that, that was pretty cool. And Cowboys and Aliens, you got to get a part in that. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love I love me some westerns. I yeah. I would I would uh, that's why I want. You've got a you've got a face for westerns. I think you could you could you could make a career out of just westerns. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Call somebody. Make that happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. You know. Yeah. Just wait. Once once this interview gets out there, phone's going to be ringing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I could do Western. That's what I want to get this this pilot, antebellum off the ground because yeah. it's you know it's it's just cowboy stuff. You know it's it's, um, and there's great characters in it. That's what I like. You know, Harry Hamlin wants to be this this. Uh, um, this Love Harry Hamlin. This, he's a great dude and a genius. I mean, a, he's he's crushing it in the world. Like he's 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 making money doing thing more thing. He's he hadn't even scratch the surface with the money that guy makes just with his brain putting businesses businesses really together. oh my god he's a yale genius he's yeah. got these guys are doing fusion and and uh, designing <laughs> electric cars that are going to make like oh wow te tesla look like a toaster yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's a he's a genius and and he wants That's to be this, he wants to be this this uh this journalist on the run that you know I, I originally wrote it for like a I had someone like Sam Rockwell in mind or I wanted to have a guy who who just or maybe even younger and someone who kept waking up in the in the wrong bedrooms in society New York you know like the, yeah. the, the millionaire's daughter and, yeah. you know, he's, you know, he's running for his life and 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 then Harry you know I gave it to Harry to read and I thought he wanted to play this Anderson guy who's like an old he, you know gunman and i'm like wow that's actually good casting i would never put you and see you and playing something like that he goes no no i want to be the journalist and i was like well actually that would work there's no reason why it wouldn't i'm just waking up with the the millionaire's wives instead of their daughters right you know? right yeah because but still waking up in the wrong bed and being a you know yeah. a answer he's perfect for that because he's so smooth and he yeah, so he me rethink awesome. that, and I went, oh, that's even it's even better, and you know, I hope it keep keep up, Harry. Let's go, let's go to work. Yeah, let's go to work. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get you got uh, you got to be in Terminator Salvation. Yeah, second time I worked with Dale. Well, I was going to ask you, you know. Salvation's the one he got a lot of the bad press on. I was going to ask you. you I was it. there. Well, yeah. So, was what happened there? You know, he kind of had a meltdown. I, that poor guy. <laughs> I was there. I was there, and it's funny because I've gotten to be friends with the with the DP that he went off on. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I did some work for him. He lives out here, and. And I was like, wow, this is the guy that, that he went off on because he's a sweetheart of a guy. I'm not going to name him, but, um, he, you know, it's not not hard to find. But, right, 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 right. Um, but I watched Christian because I – see, Christian, he's – I'll tell anyone that will listen. He's a generous, down-to-earth, real guy, 
Yeah. He's he's not that high maintenance pain in the ass that that everyone thought when when that tape came came out. Right. <clears throat> in in his defense. Oh, here's an example. Let me just talk about Christian Bale for a minute. All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. So I'm on 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 310 to Yuma. I'm pretty new. I've been off. I've you know, I, I tried heroin once for six years and lived <laughs> in the bushes in, around Angeles. So I went from a couple, I had a couple sitcoms in the 90s to living in the bushes and falling off the earth for, for six years and spent half that time in jail. So I finally, I get, I finally get sober and I, and I, and I moved to Taos and said, forget it. I'm, I'm just going to have a quiet little life and, and for the business. I'm, I'm staying here. I'm going to have a quiet life and just not die. I'll build a right. Gobies or something. And that just happened to be, I was in 2004. That was when the, they started their taxes to bring productions to New Mexico. Yep. So they pulled me back in. And, <laughs> and, uh, and overnight, you know, everyone in the state became an actor with their bullshit resumes and their headshots. And they're like, oh, here's a bunch of fake productions I've been in, you know. And because they have all these local hires of parts that come available, yeah. you know, and, and all these agents started sprouting up. And, and uh, anyway, I, I got an agent and I booked like all the time because I've done this. I was already, you know, I had a right. career in LA and I, and I had experience. And uh, so, um, so, but I'm still, I'm on a, I've done some little parts or, or some little movies and small stuff, but I was, I was on 310 to Yuma with, with Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. That's right. And I'm like, wow. You That's know? right. That's amazing. And so I'm still pretty nervous. And, <laughs> and, and I'm watching, so I'm studying, I'm studying Christian like a hawk, right? And, and we're doing this, we're doing the scene where we arrest Russell Crowe in the saloon. And, uh, and, and I get sent out of the scene because the, the, uh, the marshal says, go around, get the jail wagon and bring it around front. So I exit the scene and the, the scene plays out more with, with the guy, I forget his name, but he, he was the guy that represented the railroad. And he's saying, I'll give any man $200. It'll come, come with me to help, help get Russell's right. character put yep. on the train, on the 310 train to Yuma. And so there's a big conversation with everybody in there. And, and Christian's one line is, I'll do it. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm watching, you know, I've, I've, I've exited the scene. So I'm, I'm around on the corner and I'm just watching Christian Bale work, you know, and I see him from across the room. I see the great Christian Bale go, I'll do it. And I'm like, really? That's it. So that's all you got. Fucking Christian Bale. And then I went, and then I went to the, to the monitors and I watched the playback and I was like, Oh my God. I just, Oh, wow. Because in there, you can, you know, when the camera's right here, you can see him thinking $200 is a lot of money, you know, but my ranch is drying up. There's a drought, you know, I'm probably going to die, but $200 will save my family. It'll save my ranch. It'll, it'll take care of them. And that's important. Yeah, I'm scared. I don't want these guys to know I'm scared. So I'm going to try to say it brave, but yeah, here it goes. I'll do it. And it was like, wow. It was all there. And so, so, you know, a few days later, we're standing around in the sagebrush between setups and, and I started talking because he was, he was that guy. He was, I didn't see Russell much. He would be in back in the Escalade and back to his trailer if we were down for yeah. a short 
short time, but Christian was like, no, I'm fine. No, no, I can get my own water. Thanks, Karen. You know, he's just that guy. And, and, uh, and he would, and I realized early on, he's going to let me ask him about anything. He's just, he's just letting me talk to him. And, yeah, you awesome. know, and, and so I brought that up. I said, dude, I thought, you know, really, that's it. I watched you say it from over there and then I watched the playback and he goes, and he, you know, to his credit, he gave, he gave credit to Michael Kane for that. He said, really? He goes, he goes yeah. He goes in, I, I give it all to Michael Kane because, because when we were doing Batman, you know, they did Batman and they did the prestige together. And, yeah. and yeah. he said, Michael Kane kind of took me under his wing and, and taught me a lot. He said, I was, I was putting all this mustard on every line in, in, in Batman because I was Batman. You know, right. <laughs> so I figured Batman does everything. Batman, <laughs> and and Michael Caine said, "Just do nothing, mate, and pick a fucking eye." You know, he's that's it. Just stop putting all this shit. Just do nothing, mate. And and that was and it was like because he said, if you're thinking it, it shows up. That's why fucking. That's why poker players wear sunglasses. Because if you right. even think, if you even think, fuck, I got three kings people are throwing cards down, you know, it's yeah. like, you just thought about your cards. People are throwing them. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have even thought it. Even if you're saying I got four of a kind and I'm going to put on my best poker face fold. It's yeah, just, you out. can smell it. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I learned a lot, you know, cause I'm I, you know, I, I learned that. And I'm like, well, Christian, my, my, my big scene is uh, burning alive in a stagecoach, man. It's not like I can just do nothing, mate. He's like, well, yeah, there's, there's exceptions, man. But the freeing thing about burning alive is you can't go too big. You know? Right. <laughs> no one's going to say, no one would be that, in that much pain. <laughs> yes, <they would. laughs> You can scream as much as you want. And, and when I did the audition for that movie, they had like four or five bit parts, smaller parts that were, some of them were around a lot. I worked for five, five weeks on that movie because I was around a lot. I was an out of focus deputy in the background or, you know, whatever. So I worked a lot on that movie and, and, um, but that was the one I didn't want to do because the audition scene was the burning alive scene. And, <laughs> and I'm with my wife, you know, up in, up in Taos. I didn't, or no, my fiance at the time. And, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, to rehearse that one. I had five roles to read for, and I could learn this one. It was a conversation about the marshal, you know, and then and this one was about my farmers. Do so, do you know where the? So I could work all those little those little scenes out, but I wasn't going to be rolling around screaming and yelling in, in <laughs> my house to do that scene. So I was just hoping they would forget about it. And so they're like, "Which one do you have?" I go, uh, "I got Marshall Taylor." Okay, let's do that, and we would do it. What else you got? Um, I guess you got Sheriff Jenkins from the, yeah, oh yeah, let's do that. And, yeah. You know, oh, I got the coal mine guy. The, the, oh yeah, great, or, or whatever. And we did that and I was like, all right, thanks guys. And, and Jim Mangold is there in the room. And, and, uh, and I was almost to the door and I hear him say, <laughs> wasn't there another, another one? And yep. they go, Chris, didn't you have another one to do? And I'm like, I, I don't, oh yeah, there there was this one, this, this uh, Deputy Crawley. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I was so unprepared. And there's nothing, nothing worse 
than doing a terrible job in a scene that you know it's terrible. Like, right. you're, it, you're just failing <laughs> and you still keep going. You know, it's like, why? Why would I do more of this for him? And, and, and I did it and I finished it. And Jim Mangold was so funny. He just goes, he goes, he goes, okay, um, let's do it again. And, <laughs> and remember, remember that this is about fire, not ants. <laughs> you seemed uncomfortable. <laughs> and that cracked me up so much, you know, and it broke down the barrier and I was laughing, you know, kind of having make him making fun of me. It just loosened it all up and I was laughing and I'm like, all right, let's do it again. So we did it again. And I was screaming and rolling on the floor and spitting and yelling and dying. And he goes, yeah, that's it. He said, yeah, that's it. And then he knew, he knew I was about to get married or I think I had just gotten married and, and he knew I was about to leave for my honeymoon. So he told me on the spot, he said, just so you don't have to worry about it while you're on your honeymoon, you're hired. Have a great that's time. Awesome. Have a great time. We'll see you when you get back. And I was oh, like, that's yes. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good guy. Good guy. And then we were, then we were coming back through, uh, we were coming back from Costa Rica uh, about a week before filming started. Yeah. And we were flying through Houston on our way to Albuquerque. And we entered the country at, at Houston and, Customs was sitting there waiting for me when I got off the airplane. They arrested me. Oh. And I'm two Dude. years sober. Two years sober. And I'm like, what the hell did I do now? And uh, it turned out I, you know, and one of the, I was always taking these deals that I didn't even remember because I was kicking heroin and, when I went to court. Right. You know, I don't remember even being there, much less. Yeah, than, sure. Yeah. Uh, I took a thing called a joint suspension, which is, which is, uh, Basically, let me go now and put a three-year prison term over my head. And if I so much as come in contact with a police officer in the next three years, I go to prison. Right. That's, and, and it's formal probation. You have to be, you know, testing regularly. You have to have a job. You have to have an address. You have to, it's, you have to pay the fees. It's a sure. whole thing. Totally forgot I even took that deal. And and then I got sober, moved to Taos, had a great little life going, working in a treatment center, you know, building yeah. adobes, being a river guide on the, oh, on the nice. Rio Grande. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was playing baseball. It was wonderful. And I'm sitting in a, in a Houston jail looking at three years. And, and they sure enough, sent, they sent two deputies out from Los Angeles who escorted me like, like Dillinger on an airplane with with a a, no. wind, a windbreaker over my handcuffed hands a cop on either side sitting in an airplane on a commercial flight like the that had to be terrifying it was for i mean it was because i'm supposed to start this movie and oh and i got to be I, I would love to know these cops though because i got to be friends with them and and I'm like, you know, I'm just a little drug charge guy. Like, what the hell, y'all? How much y'all spending to do this? You know, it's like, right? That seems like and, a lot. Yeah, and and they're like, they don't know. We just go where we're told. You know, it's, and so, and they, I started talking about the movie, and they said, well, what's the uh, what's the part? And I was like, I'm you guys. I'm I'm you guys. Only in the 1800s. 
<laughs> I have to take, I'm, I'm Russell Crowe, you know, you guys are escorting Russell Crowe to get him in front of the judge, right? That's, that's my job. That's in the, I'm, I'm the deputy that's escorting Russell Crowe to the judge in Yuma, you know, the 310 train to Yuma. Didn't get him in front of the judge. I'm doing what you guys did are doing right now. And they just love that. So by the time we got back, um, they were going to put me in LA County downtown is the 20,000 yeah. people down there. It takes two days just to get a bunk. And then until you, cause you're going through processing and it's a nightmare. And so you're waiting in lines for 48 hours before you even have a bunk. And until you have a bunk, you're not going to court. And, right. and uh, filming starts Monday. And they said, if we don't hear from Chris, by, cause my wife's making up stories and shit, you know, and they said, if we don't hear from him over the weekend, um, we're, we're casting, we're recasting. And, and it's, it's Thursday night and I'm coming back to LA. I'm going to be in processing on Friday, you know, on Friday and Saturday. I won't even have a bunk until Saturday, you know, oh I'm, so I can't, I can't even go to court until Monday. Right. You had to just be thinking, well, it's over. I, that, it's that over. over. It's over. And I, and I saw, I, they, but here's what these cops did. Bless their hearts. Um, they, they said we could take him over to Linwood Station and maybe they could bring him to court tomorrow. Uh, Linwood's a, it's a little station, a, a local, yeah. you know, sheriff station. That's that, uh, you know, it's a small, small thing. And they said, if we take him over there, they could throw him in a van and get him to court. We'll see if they want to do that. <laughs> they go well, that's there. That's not bad. We get to Linwood. They, they, they tell them what the plan is. And they, these cops meet me and they go, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so I spent the night in Linwood Friday morning. I'm in front of the judge and it's not my judge. My judge is on vacation. And this, <laughs> this, this lady judge is all she's doing is continuing things for two weeks. And my buddy, he's a lawyer. He showed up and he's like, you know, forget the movie, man. We're, we're trying to keep you out of prison, you know? you violated about 15 things. You, you, you didn't ever pay. You never went to probation, never reported. He's reading the things like subject, never reported subject, never paid required fees, subject left the yeah, state, that's not ideal subject, never tested suitable oh. prison term is recommended. And I'm like, shit. And the judge, and he said, and this judge isn't even going to listen to you. She's just continuing things. And he went out there and started dancing anyway for the judge and hoping and she said, you know what? I, I think I would like to hear from the defendant. So, so I wow. like, I, I'm thinking, oh, make it good, man. Make it good. And, and thinking like a junkie, you know, and it was like, oh, wait a minute. You don't have to make it good. Just tell them about your life. And I, yeah, just tell I, them. I, I started telling them about this life, this new life of being, being the sober guy who's on my way home from my honeymoon. And I play baseball and I get, help work with these young guys trying to get sober and, and uh, I'm a river guide and I'm supposed to start this big movie on Monday. And I'm like getting sad for myself. Well, yeah, why and would you? <laughs> like, it got all emotional. And, and, and I go, honestly, your honor, I, I mean, look at my file. I know better. I didn't know. I, I said, I, I look at my file. I've been, I've been, a, I've been in the system long enough to know better than to get on an international flight with a fugitive felony fugitive warrant, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, she said, yeah, I think you would know that. So she goes, I'm going to grant bail. And I was like, wow, okay. And then she goes, wait a minute, where does this thing film? And I went, oh, shit. 
because it films in Santa Fe. I, it's out of state. Yeah. Can't leave, can't leave the state on bail. So I said, Santa Fe. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to order that your employer uh, piss test you every month for the next three months. We'll see you back here. This was in October. We'll see you back here in January. So she ordered me out of the state to get drug tested. Oh, that's awesome. So I could do that movie. Isn't that awesome? That great that, story. That's, oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Now, who knows? Who knows where you'd be? Who knows? Yeah. I could have just said, you know what? If I if this is what the universe is doing, screw it. You know, I could have I could have gone <laughs> off the deep end right there. It didn't take much, you know. I'll, I'll, I used to get loaded over a flat tire, you know. So, I mean, that's well, okay. So I'm bring us all the way back. What happened with Christian that day that he? Oh just my God, we're still at Christian Bale. That's right. Yeah, right, right. So what happened? <laughs> uh, so that okay. So that day. So okay. So that's just your background on three ten to you and how I know Christian, right? Yeah. So then, then it's a couple years later, and I'm going to be on set with him again, and I know I'm going to run into him, and I'm planning my 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 <laughs> greeting. Because I don't want him to be on on the spot going, hi, you. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got it all out in one breath. You know, I'm ready. I'm rehearsing it. It's going to be like, Christian, how you doing? It's Chris Browning for 310 to Yuma. I was crawling. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Right. So yeah. Go, oh, yeah. And, and I see him getting a tea at the craft service thing. And I come over there and I go, Christian, how you doing? He goes, Chris, how you doing, man? How's Sarah? That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, your um, your little girl, what's her name? Lydia? Because yeah, his, his wife, who I know her name is CB, I only know that because my initials are CB. So right. that's how I remember it. <laughs> and, and, but they had a little girl like two weeks before or after we did. And so yeah. it was, it was uh, you know, but, but I was like, oh man, that's great. And You made an I impression. Was, <laughs> he goes by the way i thought you did a really good job with that with that scene i know you were kind of worried about it and stuff and i was like wow thanks man that's awesome christian bale and and uh so then listen to this so so i'm hired on as a local right and they treated us like a step above extras like wouldn't even give us the script yeah and, and i'm one of christian bale's guys in the movie and and we get the sides for the day. There's just the pages that we're doing, but I've never read the script. Yeah. And then they decide, let's put Chris Browning in this scene. And I'm not normally in the scene. So I haven't even, I don't even know the scene. And because I don't have those pages, right? And, and uh, or no, I guess we all had the same sides. That's right. So I did know that I knew the scene, but I, I didn't, he goes, you, Chris, you'll be down here at the bottom of the stairs and, you, and Christian will come down the stairs and you two will have a moment and yeah. then he'll, he'll go over to common and and finish the scene over there and i'm looking at christian like a fucking moment we're gonna have a moment you know and, and he saw <laughs> he saw my face and he goes hey mcgee hold on a second and and hold on just give me a minute i'm gonna talk to chris for a minute he takes me for a little walk and you mind you, this was a 200 million dollar movie so yeah so so do the math. It's like $50,000 a second, you know, or a minute <laughs> to, to, to do this. And, you know, he takes me away for like a $100,000 walk. And 
says, okay, so here's what's going on. We've had, like, there were six of us that left. We were supposed to be back that night. We're two days overdue. And so it's great that I've made it back, but it sucks that I'm the only one that made it back. And right. I'm like, very useful information. Thank you. That, that's going to help me. That's going to help, in, yeah. In my acting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but from that day, so we did that. We had our little moment and it worked great. But so, but from that day forward, I became a guy that people said, good morning, Chris. How are you doing? Can I get you a water? Can I <laughs> He helped you out. <laughs> well, they just, they didn't know. They were like, oh, shit, he's Christian, Christian. He's Christian's buddy, you know. We're not going to start treating him. We're going to stop treating him like cattle. <laughs> he's a Christian's boy. So I got, so I got a lot, I got a lot better treatment from that day forward. But uh, what I was going to say is I watched him. This was like 20 minutes ago when you first asked the question. I watched him. <laughs> uh, I watched him put up with a lot like yeah. he's he's trying to quietly i don't know if you you, you know movies huh? you're, you're rehearsing between setups they're they're relighting or whatever right, right. and and uh you know uh, I, I i've had dps that you don't even know they're there you know they've, sure. they've got a they've got a shoulder mic and they're saying and they're talking to the people somewhere in the rafters or at some board somewhere and he right. says uh, give me give me a give me 10% 10, 10 more on number six and, you know, put more blue in that one and bring it over there and give me a 50 K over there. Right. And then they go, then they go, okay, we're ready. And you're like, wow, really? I didn't even know you were working. <laughs> yeah. But there were times and when I watched Christian just get fully interrupted, like he's working with Bryce or something in a quiet little serious scene. And it's like passing right through going, oh, excuse me, mate, we're, you know, we're trying to get this thing over here, whatever. And, 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 and I watched it. I watched a lot of, of Christian going, Hey man, um, can you give us, you know, not do that. We're trying to work here. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You know? And, yeah. and that's why I wasn't even sure who he was mad at. Cause I thought he was, I thought he was maybe mad at a gaffer or something because I was just, I, I'm trying to remember the faces of it. Cause I, in my head, in memory in remembering it, I thought it was somebody that had like a South African accent or something. And this guy, yeah. the, D, the, the, the DP doesn't. So I don't know. I, but I, I watched him tolerate a lot of interruptions and then yeah. politely say, please don't do that anymore. And the guy say, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, and then the next day doing it again. Right. And, and, you know, after 20, everybody or, has a bad day and everyone has their limit. And after 20 or 30, 16 hour days, you're yeah. tired of, you're tired of, you know, cause if it keeps happening, not only are you interrupting me now, but you're telling me, I don't mean shit. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not even taking me seriously. You don't respect right. me because I've already asked you to stop doing this half a dozen times. So now you're just slapping me in the face. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. know? That's not exactly like we're right. not like we're just saying this for the first time, you know. Yeah. How many how many times do I have to, to ask you nicely? So we're done with nice. That's this right. is me. This is me going to blow off some steam, you know. I, yeah, and, we're going to take care of this. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> it did not happen again. So, so you know, it worked. Yeah. All right. All right. So. <laughs> that was 25 I, minutes ago. I, yeah, yes. but it was a good 25 minutes. 
<laughs> so you are helping or, or acting in uh, our audio drama, The Last Saturday Night. Yes. Which um, is awesome and, and just uh, just been a, been a blast. You know, it's, it's written by Jennifer Nash. Everybody needs to check it out. It's going to be really great. And it's got uh, just a phenomenal cast. Y'all are signing some people up, man. Oh my gosh! That uh, you know, I had uh, I had my brief acting role with uh, Ed Asner. No which, shit. You know, yeah, if you're a non-actor and you got to act with Ed Asner, it's a little a little intimidating. So oh, I got I through it. And, and, yeah, he was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's such a, a great cast, and you know, Linnell is is doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the casting side. And she's like, what about Chris Browning? And I was like, I love Chris Browning. I knew, I knew who you were. Oh, you really are a film buff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Cause you, you know, you, uh, you were on the 100, you were, uh, on, on the show that, you know, my wife's got uh, family in El Paso. So we watched the bridge. You, you, and you've been uh, all over the place. So yeah. yeah so I, knew, was, I was like, Yes, that's because that's it. You know, I'm my head's full of useless knowledge, so that's you know, it, it, it does me no good. But then she says that, and I'm like, he's on all this stuff, and she's like, yes, but wow, that's like the Chris that's, Brownie. That's funny. So, so it, you know, from my side, I love the the whole script, and and Jennifer, I think, has done a good job writing it, and and you know, I, I'm invested because one of the stories is based on a story that I told her. So I was like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. But I was uh, wondering, you know, what attracted you to the, uh, you know, audio drama is a little different. I know you've done um, some work on, on one of the call of duty games. So you've done some voice work. Yeah. yeah. What attracted you to this project. And I've been, I've, I kind of fell into voiceover too. I was the Miller light guy for a year. I was a director. Oh, that's awesome. Guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Look up to look up like, uh, I was a direct TV guy for 20 or 30 spots too. You know, you I'm a direct TV guy. Oh. I ran, uh, I ran a call center for them for six years. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I always thought they were the best. And I got them, I got them for the, uh, for the football package, obviously. Yeah. And, and for extra innings and, and, uh, you know, so I could get my white socks. I was there till AT&T bought them out and showed all of us the door. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> They're like, we got our own people. <laughs> oh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's business. <laughs> so, so now their service must suck. That's right. It's got the a yeah. and stamp. AT and T stamp. Yeah. Calls and dropping satellite feed. I was I was with Directv like uh, service wise for probably 20 years. Yeah. But, now I'm just everything. Everything's streaming now. Anyway, though, you don't really need a service. You can get all the yeah. the streaming stuff. So everything we have is on. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a streamer, but yeah. But, but I, I love Directv service. I always thought they were good. They were great. And when they were doing like serious stuff, they had a, you know Rupert Sanders. Do you know who that is? He he directed Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, he he was directing three spots for them, and yeah. cast me. In, in the role of a, of a Russian submarine captain. One of them takes place on a sub. And it was, it was like how, the whole thing was about how real their picture is and the best quality picture, yeah. best quality sound, right? And, and uh, 
So he said, hey, man, I like your voice. Will you go in this? We're down at a submarine in, in Long Beach <laughs> filming. And I'm sitting there with my Russian hat on and shit. And he goes, hey, go in this Jeep Cherokee with my sound guy and, and read this copy. And just just read it. Don't put anything on it. Everyone they're sending me sounds too announcery. Right. So that's a big common spec now is not announcery. Not to and, sound announcery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually people that there's that give classes on losing that because of the old <laughs> announcer guys. They can't help it. You know, they just oh, yeah. can't do it. That's probably how they sound in bed. How's this? <laughs> right? So, so, so they, uh, I got in there and I just was like in best quality picture, best quality sound. Don't just watch TV, direct TV. And they were like, yes. And so I got, I got, I got all the, those three spots and then everything else they did for a while. And then they went to this comedic uh, campaign it was always like, and don't wake up in a roadside ditch. Call oh, Direct TV now, you know. And and all of a sudden, I just didn't have a job. You were out. You were. Oh. I remember those uh, uh, with the Russian sub. That's that's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been uh, five six years. But they yeah. and they had the robots. One was really cool. These two robots tearing up a guy's house, and he he pauses them just as they jack one up. Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah, that was a cool spot. Because that stuff came out, it was when uh, DVRs were just kind of getting. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. You can pause it in one room. Uh, yeah. Direct TV, you can pause I remember it. those. You can what do you I gotta go back you and watch start them. watching in one room, pause, and yeah. continue watching in any other room. I got to go back and uh, listen to some of those and see if I can. I still remember my in. lines. <laughs> right. that's, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so last Saturday night, what what attracted you to? Oh, to thank you. Or was yeah. it, or was it oh. just you know Linnell saying, "Hey, come help us." Honestly, that was it. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I, I, okay. I said yes without even looking at it. Yeah. You know, Linnell and I go back to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. We went to school together. Awesome. Yeah, I so knew I, you guys went way back, <clears> but I didn't know where. So that's uh, yeah. We go back thirty years. Yeah. And, uh, she told me about this thing and I'm like, yeah, great. And, and they said, well, we got a couple parts. There's this one guy who's, who's kind of like a, you know, they say a young Jack Nicholson and the other one who's like, uh, he's gay and he has a monologue with a lizard. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'll do either one. I don't care. You know? And I sent, in fact, I sent her an audition that I just did for a, a show, an HBO show. Um, and I've forgotten the title of the show, but but I played a guy who's very gay, and it wasn't and I, Westworld. No, no, this is a, hasn't even been made yet. Oh, this, this hasn't been made yet. Okay, this is just something I did a few weeks ago. But <clears throat> I had to put it on tape and send it in, and I sent her that. I said, "Here's me doing this guy who's, you know, I don't know how gay you want him, but this guy's not flaming gay, but he's he's not hiding it either." Right. You know? Right. And. and uh, so I, I sent her that and she's, you know, she was happy with that. But then they, in the end, they wanted me to do Ryan. Did they, did you hear about how I shit the bed the first time and didn't send it? No. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I, they must've protected you from that. They didn't tell me. Yeah. They, they, uh, we, we did it and I had to, I had to make an MP3 here, even though we're working on zoom. She had me recording with my stuff because they were right. going to send, send me a mic, but I already have it for the voiceover stuff. So, um, I made an MP3 on on uh, on GarageBand, and we were on there for an hour doing it, and and yeah. uh, and 
Um, so then we, we, we got off the call after a while and, and, uh, and then I totally forgot to save it. <laughs> and, hey, I'm a podcast guy. We've done that. <laughs> yeah, where the whole thing's just gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Yeah. See, I couldn't, I figured, I was saying it's got to be in here somewhere, but it's not because I, re, I just, I don't save the, I used to save the, the, the garage band files, but yeah. it's like, why am I doing that? I'm saving it as an MP3. I don't need both taking right. up space. Yeah. So now my, the title of my uh, garage band file is, is some, you know, commercial title, you know, like Foot Locker voiceover Chris Browning. That's the title that's there now. And I just yeah. I just delete that audio and put down new audio and then save it as the actual title as an MP3, right? Yeah, so you right. know what I'm talking about. So oh, yeah. so I I do I just got with these great voiceover guys called Vox and they've been keeping me busy and and I just got with them like a week ago. So they've, I've had like three or four things to record every day since I got there. Yeah. And I was like, man, see if, if you'd have got me the week before, it would still just be sitting there, you know, when I, cause I was at William Morris Endeavor for voiceover and they just folded it up. Just all of a sudden we don't have the voiceover department anymore. So I'm like, well, shit. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So I had a couple months where I didn't have anything. And, and, uh, but this thing came along like, right as i started with vox and so i i recorded over it 10 times you know so it's yeah. it's gone man so we had to get on hilarious. again yesterday and do it all again oh, it's hilarious because i see i hadn't heard that but I, now i heard that the first one went really well yeah <laughs> it did it did and that was the thing i was like well you know what because we got linnell to read with me she didn't want to do it, but I, we just shamed her into doing it. Yeah, I heard that you shamed her into it. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So she got on there. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> I hate you both. And, and then she crushed it, of course. Yeah, she's good. I don't know why she's like that. She's really good. She fucking actors. You know, yeah. so yeah. insecure. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got her to do it again. And... And, uh, and it was great. I mean, I think, I think we, I think we may have even improved on what we had. Awesome. So yeah, that's terrific. It was yeah. fun though. I, was fun. I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad you're on it. I'm excited to hear the finished product. I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, I, that's what I like more about doing like independent stuff, low, lower budget stuff. Um, you know, on, on big things, like on on cowboys and aliens or or something like that or you know you're not you're not really just going to make up shit right because yeah. you've got these guys that someone spent a million dollars on this script stick to that but then sometimes you get the green light and yeah. like on 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 book of eli they gave me the green light to to ad lib and oh, okay and i was like wow this is cool and so that just turned into three days of making shit up with denzel and That's hilarious and it was great because because but but now this was the hughes brothers and albert hughes is the one at the village video village watching it and cutting it all together in his head and he's coming out on a set between takes and talking to alan hughes his brother who's the one yeah. that works with the actors right and he's going how are we going to cut this together browning's all over the map he's the one minute he's singing and dancing and the next minute he's <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs and and 
one minute his his cane is a gun, and the other the other minute <laughs> his walking stick is like a top hat and cane bit that he's doing. It was just I was all over the map because he gave me permission to do that, and and Alan said just just let him go, man. It's going to work fine, and 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 it did. It turned out great, and and yeah, that's why awesome. that's why my social media handle is hijack leader. Because oh, I love was, that. That was the day I, I, you know, got my first dinger in the in the big leagues. You know, that's the one I wanted to keep the ball. That, right? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you told that story. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty cool. Well, and that's what it, that's what it is on this thing. We got to just kind of make shit up. She didn't. They said just just have fun with it. You know. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that's one of the one thing I like about Jennifer. She's really good about that. She's she's yeah. she doesn't have an ego that gets in the way. You know, yeah. just, just do what you need to do. And, and, you know, she's good with it. So I, well, that's what, that's what Gary Witta, uh, the guy who wrote Book of Eli, that was his first thing. He was, he yeah. was like, he was a, uh, an, in management at Wired or something for a long time. And then, yeah. uh, um, but then he started writing scripts and this was his first thing. And, and, and he was thanking me for bringing it to life because he said, you know, you found stuff in the moment see because like for example and this is when it's cool when the when the writers get it because my first line was what you got there in that pack right yeah but he's got denzel's i mean the director's got me hiding behind a sign way down the street up on the hill right and and denzel says something about that's the thing about no soap you can smell hijackers a mile away right and and that's where we push down the sign have you seen the movie Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so we did a rehearsal and I pushed down the sign and I come down the hill and I walk down the road to get to Denzel and, and we did it, you know, walk through it. And after that, I, I asked the director, I said, well, I got all this, all this distance to cover before I can even tell he has a pack on, you know, I'm not going to say it from behind the side, but you're not there in that pack, you know, cause he's That's right. <laughs> so he said, man, you feel like saying something, just say it. And, uh, so I love that. That's what that the has to be was. freeing as an actor. Although I'm sure yeah. it's scare some of them. Well, yeah, because I was I was hiding behind that sign, going, "Ooh, I know, I'll try this next time." Ooh, I know, I'll try this, and and that's what I did for two days, and 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 uh, and it was cool. And so, what ended up being in the movie was we push down the sign, and I say something like, "I am impressed." You know, this guy, <laughs> this guy smelled us from 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 30 yards away, <laughs> and then he says, "Like, what what what's that say about our hygiene?" <laughs> something something about hygiene that's that's good <clears throat> but it's you know stayed in the movie and it filled up that spot yeah know? yeah i actually remember that part that it's, you were really good in that i like thanks. you and i like you all your stuff i don't want you to get a big head but i like you all. <laughs> thanks man <laughs> and chris this has been terrific um you got to come back because i think we got okay. a lot to cover oh shit i haven't even gotten started man i know we you got to come back because I okay. found out, we've learned that once we get past a little bit over an hour, people start thinking, I just, it's too long. Because I'll talk forever. Yeah, me too. So, so we started cutting them back to at least somewhere close to an hour. But so, yeah, so you got to come back. Okay. Especially now, what else you got going on? I got nothing, man. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can do it again in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Wait, so so Chris, you mentioned it before, but before you go, where can uh, where can people find you? You know, what's your give all your handles um, on social? Media. I'm really just I'm hijack leader on on Instagram. I mostly I'm just ranting about the president and stuff. I don't yeah. really, I just um, I I'm on Twitter as well. I just started a they had me start a Twitter account when I got on uh, Sons of Anarchy. And yeah, just, yeah, we didn't even it, touch on that one. And it, it yeah, and it turned into like five thousand followers in about three days, and it's just stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> you started strong. <laughs> I started real strong, and it's still just that. And oh. and uh, you know, so I don't even know if those people. Are yeah, around. we we talked to uh, Ron Perlman Sunday. We had him on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. I've worked with him a couple times. Yeah, we, we yeah, worked on good. that, and we did a thing with with. Uh, um, a thing called uh, Tom Jane movie called called uh, oh shit I don't know it was terrible but <laughs> we run that together too he's a funny guy he's a really yeah. funny guy Tom Jane was wearing this this like coat that had this big fur collar on it because we were in New Mexico it was cold at night and stuff and he's got this big furry thing on and uh, and and Perlman goes that's a, that's a nice coat there he goes yeah thanks my wife gave it to me and he said why was she done with it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good just like that i'm like well that's That's, quick well chris thank you thank you for the time this has been awesome it's been a blast thank you brother thank you it's been anytime it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it is yeah all right chris well We'll we'll have you back, and I'm sure okay. we'll talk more with the uh, the last Saturday night stuff. I'm sure. We'll, I hope so. Yeah, our paths will cross. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm hoping when all this stuff ends and we can come out west again, we can all meet up and have dinner, or something, do that'd something in person. That'd be great. Well, yeah. you know, that's the thing. I was I was already thinking about that with like this thing. If it goes the route of of uh, what's that show, Homecoming? Yeah. Yeah, homecoming. That was a podcast that they said, uh, Julia Roberts said, hey, let's make a series out of this, right? Yeah. And that's what we're doing here, right? That's the plan. Well, I'm out. If it goes to TV, if it goes to to show, I'm out. And, you know, this is about a bunch of 30 somethings, you know, not my old man ass. I'm not in there. I'm not in the I'm not in the crew of the 30 year old, like (laughs) me neither. The cast of friends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, i'll be on there somewhere hopefully Uh, (laughs) you'll be there i'll be i'll be ryan the guy who can't pay his rent that's living that's right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there will be a role yeah well actually i know i'm out once it goes to off of voice i'm like they're like no no it's told you in advance yeah it goes anywhere you don't goes anywhere i'm out I'm out. I was like, I'm fine. I'm just happy to be a part. (laughs) Uh, All right, man. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. When do I see this thing? Where's it going to be? How do I, how do I? Well, so it'll be, it'll be on our YouTube channel. It'll be on all the audio podcasting channels, but I'll send you the links when it. Okay. It, I I think the plan is to post these once uh, last Saturday night uh, comes out. So a couple weeks probably. And we'll, Okay. Cool. I'll send I'll send all that to you. Yeah. All right, man. 
Yeah. Really, really good time. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. This has been a blast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> see you next time. All right, Chris. We'll see you. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks. What did you do on your last Saturday night? It's a new scripted podcast series that starts right at the beginning of lockdown when a single mother and out-of-work writer named Gigi realizes that everything is about to change. Did you hear something? Toilet paper. People are hoarding it. I should have done that. The Last Saturday Night, an Electricast podcast. You'll love it. Episodes available June 28th, wherever you listen to podcasts. Electric acid. All right. So that was Chris Browning, who was awesome. Uh, and, and oh my gosh, we could have talked all night and, and just didn't have the time. I had to, uh, he was amazing. I had so many more questions, but he had the best stories. That was awesome. Um, thank you guys for listening. Please check us out on Facebook under MeisterCon. Check out our website, MeisterCon.com. If you want to help us out, you feel like donating, uh, please go to patreon.com slash MeisterCon and uh, and help us out. Even a couple dollars can be a big help. Uh, Please check out The Last Saturday Night. We're so proud of it. Chris is on there. A ton of good actors, uh, great actors are on there. So please come and check that out. Um, Man, I love that Christian Bale story. That was was awesome. All his stories were good. Thank you, everybody, and and we'll uh, we'll do this again real soon. We'll definitely have Chris back because uh, I got I've got more questions. I want to ask about the one hundred and the bridge and uh, the uh, w- um, I'm forgetting the name Westworld and Agent Carter and all these shows that he's been on. I want to talk to him about. So we'll do this again. Um, thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye. <laughs>